And now, Crowley, we're going to turn our attention to Father's Day weekend starting on Friday. The Atlanta Braves come to town. And as the Cubs are in the midst of a 9- or 10-game losing streak, depending on the outcome of today's game as we're recording this, the Braves come to Chicago winners of 14 in a row. Crowley, when is the next time the Cubs are going to fly the W? This is a tough one. I mean, uh, you you, you have a team that has a 14-game winning streak going up against a team that potentially has a 10-game losing streak. So something's got to give, right? Eventually, one of these things have got to get broken. I, I would like them to win one game. That would be my hope. But, boy, the schedule makers just really didn't do the Cubs any favors this year. I mean, this Braves team, they started off slow. You know, whether it's, you know, always that World Series hangover, but they've kind of clicked in recently. They were, they were buried behind the Mets. It didn't look like there was, they had any chance of catching them. And now they're only four games behind them. So this is going to be a really tall task. We have our probables for the series so far. Uh, game one is a uh, day game. Or it's a two was it 120 start at Wrigley Field, and you got Charlie Morton versus Keegan Thompson. And it's hard to look at these records because you know Keegan, as we know, have struggled the last two starts, didn't make it out of the first inning in his last start. Uh, Keegan and uh, so and Charlie Morton started out bad and he's starting to do a little bit better, so it's going to be a tough matchup for the Cubs. You got to, you know, Wilson struggles mightily against him. Jan Gomes does okay in a uh, limited sample size. Jason Hayward, finally, you know, we can see some good numbers. He's bats 310 at bats versus Charlie Morton. And uh, Nico Horner has uh, 500 batting average in four at bats. Uh, Andrelton Simmons, not too bad. So the, the hope is, is that the Cubs can kind of sneak one of these here. I don't know who, but uh, the uh, Braves don't have a lot of at bats versus uh, Keegan Thompson. So there's really no data to kind of pull from that. But I just keep thinking to myself, eventually somebody's, someone's going to blink here. You, you, I think the Cubs are taking one game for sure. All right. I hope they, I agree with you. I, of course, I hope they take one. I'll, I'll, I'll get greedy if they take one and then I'll, I'll be looking for two. It'd be a nice father's day gift for you and I, and all the other fathers out there and the fathers that are subscribing, listening, liking this podcast for them to win on Sunday. But let's, let's talk about the game one started. Let's talk about Keegan Thompson. So a couple of bad outings in a row. Um, this will be a huge test. So he's definitely going to start against the Braves. If this does not go well against the Braves, and if they're even considering putting Caleb Killian back down. Now, Tommy Hadovy again today on the score said that right now the intention is that Killian will be part of the Cubs rotation. But eventually, Marcus Stroman's going to come back. The Miley-Smiley duo will be back and, and, and up and running, right? So you're going to have to make a move at some point. Now, Crowley, is Keegan Thompson a long-term starter or is his better role as a long setup guy who you could go to three or four times a week? As of right now, it looks like he, he fits better in the role of a long setup guy. Uh, this is what you have to do, though. This is what the rebuild with a capital R type year is, is you have to figure out what you have. So I think Keegan's going to get more starts, even when those other guys come back. We know what's going to happen at the trading deadline. I hope that whatever happens, Keegan can kind of figure it out, whether it's a mechanical issue or hopefully he's just not tired, uh, you know, maybe has some dead arm or something. But 
we have to figure out what's going on. We had to make corrections. The Cubs have to make corrections. Keegan has to make corrections. So that's all you can really hope for right now. But this is the type of year you have to see what you're going to have. And some of these young guys are going to take their lumps. Absolutely. And this is the type of thing, though, like if you're wondering right now, if you're listening and you're kind of on the fence about the Cubs, like, why am I paying attention? Why am I going to the games? Why am I listening to the Cubs on the score? Why am I listening to the Fly the W podcast? This is why, because of guys like Keegan Thompson, we need to figure out, we need to watch and listen and learn about Keegan Thompson together and figure out exactly what they have in this guy, because I do think he has a role in the next Cubs good team. I'm not sure I'm ready to say the Cubs next great team, but I am willing to say that Keegan Thompson is going to be a member of the next Cubs good team. What do we got in game two right now, Crowley, at least penciled in? Penciled in, we have another day game 120 start. We have Justin Steele versus Kyle Wright. Uh, The Braves have not seen much of Justin Steele. But uh, we know that Steele's now put together two back-to-back really good outings against some pretty good teams. So um, th- that is exciting. He, he had a good outing against the uh, – like we talked about earlier with the Padres in game one. He had another good outing the week before against the Cardinals. So you just want him to kind of keep rolling. Absolutely right. And what's good about that, Crowley, is like he's facing really good teams. These aren't starts against the Pirates, the Reds, and the, the Kansas City Royals, right? These these are good teams that he's facing. And, and even if he's not winning, it's going to help his confidence seeing quality playoff-bound teams. So it's, it's not a terrible thing. Again, like I had said about game one, another reason you want to be watching and listening is because of a guy like Justin Steele. He is worth your time, Cubs fans. And if you remember earlier in the season, you know, we were all hyped up about Keegan Thompson. He's looking great. Now he's not. And earlier in the season, Justin Steele to me looked mediocre and now he's looking a lot better. So these are the ups and downs that come with it. And and I'm going to be dating myself here a little bit, but I want to say it was 2006 when the Cubs, you know, same thing, a bunch of injuries to Pryor and Wood and it just never was working out. And there was a pitcher that got a start named Carlos Marmol. And they were trying to see what this kid had, and it was decided he'd be better in the bullpen. And he had a couple of great years as a closer. So when you see these guys like Keegan or Justin, uh, these are guys, like you said, that are definitely going to be part of the next winning Cubs team. It's just trying to figure out where the puzzle pieces fit. That's what you have. You have a whole bunch of puzzle pieces on the floor and in the minor league system. A lot of these, a lot of players that you know, like uh, Schwindel and Wisdom, that are probably not going to be here when the Cubs start winning again. So, trying to figure out who goes where is Morella seventh for real? He was struggling the last couple games. Now he's doing really well, but is he a center fielder? Is he a second baseman? Is he a utility man? What are you doing with these players, and where do they fit in long term? Absolutely. All right, and then Sunday, it's Father's Day, and. Uh, You know, nothing better than playing catch with your dad, watching a Cubs game with your dad. I will have the Cubs game on the radio with my dad out in my backyard while I'm either smoking something or grilling something. Um, What do we got in that one right now in pencil, Crowley? All righty. We got the professor Kyle Hendricks taking on Ian Anderson. So we got a couple of veterans going here and uh, excited about Kyle's start. The what we need from Kyle, obviously, he had a little bit of layoff is that he's able to get deeper into games. So Saturday is supposed to be a cooler day. Um, 
I was hoping that maybe it'd be a little bit cooler for Kyle's start so that he wouldn't be as much of an issue. But we, we need Kyle to start taking innings. And I mentioned about this in the last podcast. What you're seeing with the bullpen right now is a result of overuse. Efros has been a great pitcher. He's got shelled this series because he's been used too much. And so you, need, you can't just constantly keep going to these guys. You need to get some amount of length out of some of these starters. And so the hope with Kyle is that he's able to build off that last start uh, and, and, and give them some depth uh, against the Braves. Uh, there's a couple guys that hit him pretty good. Uh, obviously Ronald Acuna is a very good hitter, but uh, Orlando Arcia hits him pretty well, but he's not here. He has a fractured foot. So you never want anyone to be injured, but right now the Cubs can use any break they can, no pun intended. Um, so I, I would like to see Kyle hopefully have a good start. And then the offense, like I said, it's, it's, you've been in games except, you know, again, when another team's scoring 14 runs, if you score five, that's not going to seem really that great. But five runs normally on a given day is going to be pretty darn good. So I would love to see the Cubs against Anderson come alive. They don't have a really big sample size against him. So at this point, it's it's your best guess on what they're going to do. But but you're just looking for one of those games where the Cubs just go off, where all of a sudden they just have 15 hits and 10 runs. It would just be nice to have a game that you can sit back, enjoy, and whether you're drinking or smoking or cooking out or whatever you're doing, you don't have to worry about the game or being frustrated about it. It'd be nice just to have fun for once in the last 10 games. Absolutely. So Crowley, that's a wrap for this one. Hopefully by the time we get back with you guys early next week, the Cubs will be on the road. They're going to be in Pittsburgh taking on the Pirates early in the week. Hopefully at that point, we will not be talking about, a, let me take my shoes and socks off, a 13-game um, losing streak, God forbid. So here's to a happy Father's Day to you, a happy Father's Day to all the guys listening out there and here to uh, raising a beer and hopefully being able to have the chance to fly the W. And if you have not had the chance, subscribe to our socials. And that way, if you're hanging out with dad and don't want to be glued to the TV or something, you can catch up. And we are at uh, Facebook fly the W and then at Twitter and Instagram at fly the W six seventy, and also our new email address. Let us know what you think. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to interact with you. That email is fly the W six seventy at gmail.com.